This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. Want to encounter scripture in a fresh and beautiful new way? Stay tuned to learn about a New Testament in English by First Nations people, for First Nations people, and all English-speaking peoples. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Presented by Innervar City Press. The Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, Joshua chapter 10 through Joshua chapter 11. Israel defeats an Amorite coalition, chapter 10. Adonai Zedek, king of Jerusalem, heard how Joshua captured Ai and annihilated it and its kings as he did Jericho and its king. He also heard how the people of Gibeon made peace with Israel and lived among them. All Jerusalem was terrified because Gibeon was a large city like one of the royal cities. It was larger than Ai, and all its men were warriors. So King Adonai Zedek of Jerusalem sent this message to King Hoham of Hebron, King Piram of Jermoth, King Japhia of Lashish, and King Debir of Eglon. Come to my aid so we can attack Gibeon, for it has made peace with Joshua and the Israelites. So the five Amorite kings, the kings of Jerusalem, Hebron, Jermoth, Lashish, and Eglon, and all their troops gathered together and advanced. They deployed their troops and fought against Gibeon. The men of Gibeon sent this message to Joshua at the camp of Gilgal. Do not abandon your subjects. Come up here quickly and rescue us. Help us, for all the Amorite kings living in the hill country are attacking us. So Joshua and his whole army, including the bravest warriors, marched up from Gilgal. The Lord told Joshua, Don't be afraid of them, for I am handing them over to you. Not one of them can resist you. Joshua attacked them by surprise after marching all night from Gilgal. The Lord routed them before Israel. Israel thoroughly defeated them at Gibeon. They chased them up the road to the pass of Beth Horon and struck them down all the way to Isaacah and Makedah. As they fled from Israel on the slope down from Beth Horon, the Lord threw down on them large hailstones from the sky all the way to Azekah. They died, in fact, more died from the hailstones than the Israelites killed with the sword. 
the day the Lord delivered the Amorites over to the Israelites. Joshua prayed to the Lord before Israel. O sun, stand still over Gibeon. O moon, over the valley of Ajilon. The sun stood still and the moon stood motionless while the nation took vengeance on its enemies. The event is recorded in the scroll of the upright one. The sun stood motionless in the middle of the sky and did not set for about a full day. There has not been a day like it before or since. The Lord listened to a human being, for the Lord fought for Israel. Then Joshua and all Israel returned to the camp at Gilgal. The five Amorite kings ran away and hid in the cave of Machedoth. Joshua was told, The five kings have been found hiding in the cave of Machedoth. Joshua said, Roll large stones over the mouth of the cave and post guards in front of it. But don't you delay. Chase your enemies and catch them. Don't allow them to retreat to their cities, for the Lord your God is handing them over to you. Joshua and the Israelites almost totally wiped them out. But some survivors did escape to the fortified cities. Then the whole army safely returned to Joshua at the camp of Machedoth. No one dared threaten the Israelites. Joshua said, open the cave's mouth and bring the five kings out of the cave to me. They did as ordered. They brought the five kings out of the cave to him, the kings of Jerusalem, Hebron, Jermoth, Lashik, and Eglon. When they brought the kings out to Joshua, he summoned all the men of Israel and said to the commanders of the troops who accompanied him, Come here and put your feet on the necks of these kings. So they came up and put their feet on their necks. Then Joshua said to them, Don't be afraid and don't panic. Be strong and brave, for the Lord will do the same thing to all your enemies you fight. Then Joshua executed them and hung them on five trees. They were left hanging on the trees until evening. At sunset, Joshua ordered his men to take them down from the trees. They threw them into the cave where they had hidden and piled large stones over the mouth of the cave. They remain to this very day. Joshua launches a southern campaign. That day, Joshua captured Machedoth and put the sword to it and its king. He annihilated everyone who lived in it. He left no survivors. He did to its king what he had done to the king of Jericho. Joshua and all Israel marched from Machedoth to Libnoth and fought against it. The Lord handed it and its king over to Israel. And Israel put the sword to all who lived there. They left no survivors. They did to its king what they had done to the king of Jericho. Joshua and all Israel marched from Livna to Lashish. He deployed his troops and fought against it. The Lord handed Lashish over to Israel, and they captured it on the second day. They put the sword to all who lived there, just as they had done to Libna. Then King Horam of Gezer came up to help Lachish, but Joshua struck him down, as well as his army, until no survivors remained. Joshua and all Israel marched from Lachish to Eglon. They deployed troops and fought against it. That day they captured it and put the sword to all who lived there. That day they annihilated it just as they had done to Lachish. Joshua and all Israel marched up from Eglon to Hebron and fought against it. They captured it and put the sword to its king, all its surrounding cities, and all who lived in it. They left no survivors. As they had done at Eglon, they annihilated it and all who lived there. Joshua and all Israel turned to Debir and fought against it. They captured it, its king, and all its surrounding cities, 
and put the sword to them. They annihilated everyone who lived there. They left no survivors. They did to Debir and its king what they had done to Libnah and its king and to Hebron. Joshua defeated the whole land, including the hill country, the Negev, the foothills, the slopes, and all their kings. He left no survivors. He annihilated everything that breathed, just as the Lord God of Israel had commanded. Joshua conquered the area between Kadesh Barnea and Gaza and the whole region of Goshen, all the way to Gibeon. Joshua captured in one campaign all these kings and their lands, for the Lord God of Israel fought for Israel. Then Joshua and all Israel returned to the camp at Gilgal. Israel defeats a northern coalition. When King Jabin of Hazor heard the news about Israel's victories, he organized a coalition, including King Jobab of Madon, the king of Shimron, the king of Akshvah, and the northern kings who ruled in the hill country, in the rift valley south of Kinnereth, in the foothills, and on the heights of Dor to the west. Canaanites came from the east and west, Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, Jebusites from the hill country, and Hivites from below Hermon in the area of Mizpah. These kings came out with their armies. They were as numerous as the sand on the seashore and had a large number of horses and chariots. All these kings gathered and joined forces at the waters of Miram to fight Israel. The Lord told Joshua, Don't be afraid of them, for about this time tomorrow I will cause all of them to lie dead before Israel. You must hamstring their horses and burn their chariots. Joshua and his whole army caught them by surprise at the waters of Merom and attacked them. The Lord handed them over to Israel, and they struck them down and chased them all the way to greater Sidon, Mizroth, Maim, and the Mizpoth Valley to the east. They struck them down until no survivors remained. Joshua did to them as the Lord had commanded him. He hamstrung their horses and burned their chariots. At that time, Joshua turned, captured Hazor and struck down its king with the sword. For Hazar was at that time the leader of all these kingdoms. They annihilated everyone who lived there with the sword. No one who breathed remained and burned Hazor. Joshua captured all these royal cities and all their kings and annihilated them with the sword, as Moses the Lord's servant had commanded. But Israel did not burn any of the cities located on mounds except for Hazor. It was the only one Joshua burned. The Israelites plundered all the goods of these cities, and the cattle, but they totally destroyed all the people and allowed no one who breathed to live. Moses, the Lord's servant, passed on the Lord's commands to Joshua, and Joshua did as he was told. He did not ignore any of the commands the Lord had given Moses. A summary of Israel's victories. Joshua conquered the whole land, including the hill country, all the Negev, all the land of Goshen, the foothills, the Rift Valley, the hill country of Israel and its foothills from Mount Halak up to Seir, as far as Baal Gad in the Lebanon Valley below Mount Hermon. He captured all their kings and executed them. Joshua campaigned against these kings for quite some time. No city made peace with the Israelites, except the Hivites, living in Gibeon. They had to conquer all of them, for the Lord determined to make them obstinate so they would attack Israel. He wanted Israel to annihilate them without mercy as he had instructed Moses. At that time, Joshua attacked and eliminated the Anakites from the hill country, from Hebron, Debir, Anab, and all the hill country of Judah and Israel. Joshua annihilated them and their cities. 
No Anakites were left in Israelite territory, though some remained in Gaza, Gath, and Ashdod. Joshua conquered the whole land, just as the Lord had promised Moses, and he assigned Israel their tribal portions. Then the land was free of war. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Gracious and holy and righteous God, as we think through these passages in Joshua, we are overwhelmed by the imagery that we can have in our minds right now of the pain of war, the devastation of war, the bloodshed of war, the separation of families that war brings about. And, O God, we are so thankful that you have sent to us the Prince of Peace. We are mindful of these kings overwhelmed by status and greed who sought to overtake the people of God. How they were trapped and how a stone was rolled in front of a cave, but we are so grateful. We are so grateful that the King of Peace, the King of Love, and not the King of War, has come to set us free. And you, Lord Jesus, you did not stay in a cave as a guilty, guilty king. But that stone was rolled away as a vindicated king of peace, love, and justice and mercy. We thank you, O God, today for our risen king. We thank you that one day soon we will study war no more. We thank you, O God, that peace will reign and that all things will be glorified and made right. Lord God, we pray now for war-torn parts of the world. Wars that we are well aware of, that are publicized, and places that don't receive the same level of publicity. God, we pray for peace. We pray for healing. We pray for wholeness. We pray that justice would roll down, oh God. Rescue and save people. We are reminded that that the intercession of just one person, oh Lord, Uh, that you hear that prayer and that you respond with compassion and grace and mercy and love. And so right now we pray out for compassion and grace and mercy and love. We pray for expressions of peace that are to come, that are promised to us. We pray for them to break into this very moment right now and that you would heal our land and that you would bring peace to nations that are living under the terror of the sword, under the terror of the bomb, under the terror of assault, O God. We pray that you will bring peace, Prince of Peace. And we thank you, O God, that you are the risen and vindicated King who will reign forever and evermore. It is in Christ's name that we pray. Amen and amen. The First Nations Version is a translation of the New Testament that captures the simplicity, clarity, and beauty of native storytellers in English, while remaining faithful to the original language of the Bible. Here a reading from John, chapter 3. The Great Spirit loves this world of human beings so deeply, He gave us His Son, the only Son who fully represents Him. All who trust in Him and His way will not come to a bad end, but will have the life of the world to come that never fades, full of beauty and harmony. Creator did not send His Son to decide against the people of this world, but to set them free from the worthless ways of the world. John chapter 3, verse 16 through 17. Whether you are native or not, 
you will experience the scriptures in a fresh, new way. As a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code THE WORD. That's promo code T H E W O R D at IVPress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag TruthsTable. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee. Let's go slow to the